0: Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope that the content of this program brings you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help, and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as uh, people hear um, either news reports or, or just uh, talking to friends, sometimes you you might get the idea that the occult, if you hear about that, is is kind of a new thing, or maybe it just came into people's understanding or awareness. Uh, mm-hmm. So, how how old a practice are we talking about here with <laughs> the occult?
1: Well, I, I I wasn't alive when it started. I'll just tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, now think about it this way. There is an appetite for supernatural knowledge and power, which is the essence of uh, the occult. It is uh, just just to describe what it is, and then I'll answer your question. Uh, the occult describes any practice or item used to uh, attempt to gain supernatural power or knowledge apart from the God of the Bible. And generally if it refers to certain uh, i said practices like uh, superstition, fortune telling um, spiritism um, witchcraft it, uh, parapsychology but but the point is it is not Christian at all, and it relies on these diverse practices to achieve um power, or knowledge. And now that's going to be key. So how old is the occult? Um, I want you to think about the appetite for supernatural knowledge and power is the same hunger that brought spiritual death for the first time to the inhabitants of Eden. We're talking about Adam and Eve. Satan, the word Satan means adversary, Satan is the adversary of God or the enemy of God. He channeled, and that's a practice, channeled his words through a snake. And this subtle seduction of Eve exposed the innate attraction we all have for the unknown. Uh, The point is that there was a fateful day when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit God told him, "You can eat anything, you can you know, whatever, except do not eat from this tree." He provided everything for his first two creations, Adam and Eve. And um, yet, what we see is the concept of channeling. You could say, "Well, that would be the first occultic action um, or practice." Uh, in existence so and by the way channeling is not that word that channeling is not mentioned in the Bible uh, by name channeling makes this dramatic entrance though in the Garden of Eden immediately following the creation of Adam and Eve this is where the serpent channeled this message to Eve from Satan himself But true to his character, it was a lie. Typically, you think of channeling as being, many times people want somebody to channel a message from somebody who died. Hmm. So here you have this relative. It doesn't matter if it's male or female, but there's a, a relative. And many times there are certain ceremonies like a seance, there are certain activities where they are seeking information from those who are deceased. And, by the way, in this case, what I'm talking about, the first instance of anything occultic, would be the channeling from Satan. I'll just even read this uh, reference. Genesis 3. Verse 1, the the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? You will certainly, and that that was a question, and later uh, it's like you will certainly, he's saying you will certainly uh, not die. The serpent said to the woman, but but um just to be clear uh in the book of revelation the back the last book of the bible uh we read the great dragon was hurled down and that's talking about satan the ancient serpent called the devil or satan who leads the whole world astray he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him but what he loves to do is to he's called the accuser of christians so many times people can feel guilty and it's not justifiable guilt um, many times people are being accused of what they've been forgiven for but forgiven by god from so um, I, I would say uh, it could, you could say that the first instance of the occult would be the channeling of um, information from not, not, not just a normal conversation, but uh, into the serpent. And uh, it, it's a very interesting study when you study the occult.
2: Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917-917. That's 1-800-644-4817.
3: The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at HopeForTheHeart.org forward slash give hope. That's HopeForTheHeart.org forward slash give hope.
0: You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you uh, have any questions about t- tonight's uh, topics on the program, uh, any number of topics, really, we have over 100 keys for living to help you address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. And they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll be happy to help you access the right resources. And again, that number, 800 800- 488 488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also look for resources on our website. It's at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find new updated keys for living. Also Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources there and music CDs as well. The uh, information is all there at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can uh, order directly from the website there. So let's get to our caller for tonight and we have uh, we welcome this evening uh listening to us on the bot radio network we welcome uh, Marie
1: well hello Marie welcome to hope thank you
4: hi how are how are you June?
1: i'm I'm blessed and I'm blessed to talk with you how can we help you
4: so um the reason I'm calling um I have been undergoing um, significant um, spiritual warfare over the past nine months mm. um, it is manifest, manifest manifesting itself um, in physical in a physical attack mm. um, mostly at night while i sleep um, anything ranging from um, you know just like direct nagging, um, jokes to the body, um, um, in the hair, on my head, um, noises around the room. um, You know, I can sometimes smell like somebody opened a perfume bottle or a bottle of alcohol, you know, that's beside my bed. It smells like it's open, but it's not. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, pressure on various... Um, I suffer with chronic pain, so pressure in various um, pain areas. Um, even rubbing of my breath. Um, things of that nature just... unbelievable um, over the past nine months.
1: Yes, you mentioned nine months. Okay. What What happened approximately nine months ago that caused about, I'm hearing that this was a change, that this has not been going on? No,
4: ever. Well, not at all? Never.
1: Well, it happened, okay.
4: It happened once before, two years ago. Um. And it was kind of a similar circumstance. I was seeking the Lord, drawing closer to Him, praying, um, you know, uh, having Him to... um, He was showing me things uh, in my life um, that I was trying to deal with, uh, issues from my past, past traumas and hurts that I was attempting to understand, Um, difficulties in relationships uh, with family um, that I was trying to get an understanding about and it was like he was I was feeling close to him right I Mm -hmm. I felt as if my walk was becoming closer that I was becoming more intimate Um, I I could lay in bed at night and look out my window and I felt as if he was really just right there um, Mm -hmm. when I would I would I would pray and I could just sense his presence and it just felt so peaceful and serene and it was like I was growing. I felt like I was growing. Um I was encouraged, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I could I could I could make some of the changes that I felt like he was saying I needed to make, like distancing myself, setting strong boundaries in my life, um, things of that nature. Um that's that's what happened these the last two times that this past time nine months ago and two years ago the same issue.
1: Mm. Well, you mentioned a word. You said past traumas. I'm so sorry. Whatever was traumatic, trauma is uh, is, is something that can be. Overwhelming at the time, or even the the duration following a traumatic situation, uh, it can continue to be impactful. And uh, because of different kinds of situations, whether it's abuse, violence, Mm -hmm. uh, whether and 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 there any number of causes. Um, Sometimes it's relational. trauma and so what what was you said issues with that you were dealing with issues of past trauma
4: so i had childhood trauma and abuse Mm -hmm. um god 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 revealed a lot to me i I didn't even understand the impact and how it affected my life um and had been and impacting my life all these years. Um, but he revealed it to me.
1: Are you talking um, about childhood sexual abuse?
4: No, physical. Physical and physical.
1: emotional. Okay, physical and emotional. And what kind of physical abuse, my friend?
4: Well, I mean, it was child abuse pretty much,
1: you know. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, uh, rejection. What are you talking about as well, emotional abuse of pushing you away, not, you know, um, not not wanting, you know, not, you know, having that intimacy with, you know, your parent that brought you into the world. I mean, um mm. and then the physical abuse as well. I mean, you know, I would be um beat, um, drugged mm. through uh, the house. Um, you know, just a variety of things.
1: So um, you're saying th- that like there were times hurt. when you you were like you were beaten and mm-hmm. did you say drugs? Drugged? Drug, drug? Drugged, yeah. Drug, see, oh you were drug. I got it. Yeah, Meaning yeah. physically drug whether it's by the hair or by the like right limb right, right
4: uh, back of my right, my collar, or you
1: know through the house, mm, mm. you know, and who was the main perpetrator of this
4: My mother
1: I'm so sorry, wow, you know this is where I've talked with a number of of people who are grown, and yet the assumption is mother will be like the, uh, the protective mother bear the, the, who, who will protect her cubs if anyone tries to hurt them. And so it's so hard when they realize that at times it's the mother who doesn't have that protective care for her child or her children it's it's oh, yeah. very um it it can be very surprising it's like what, what why why me what did i do what you know and oh, you don't yeah. have to do a thing you, the, there can be z- zero cause in fact this is this is the vast ex- ex- exception to the rule for for moms. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah. I mean, I left home
4: at 14 because of it. Um, So, you know, I kind of thought, you know, if I walked away and, you know, if that was in my past, that, you know, everything would be fine. But God showed me um, my difficulty or uh, inability to get close to people or allow people in my life or trust. You know, all of those things kind of related to what I was, you know, what I have been doing, you know, um, Mm -hmm. other different stressors, you know, how stressors can affect um, my ability to, you know, relate, you know, my desire to, um, you know, the flight or the fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Those type of things that I, I didn't know. I mean, I just didn't even know that, you know, the codependency type, you know, um, issues I've had with my children, you know, um, uh, which have caused some strain in our relationship. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it all kind of stems back to um, that base.
1: Yes. How old are you, my friend?
4: In my early
1: 50s. Okay. Well... You have another half, <laughs> half year, uh, half life, uh, to experience freedom, don't you? I know you're Hopefully. wanting freedom, yes, but um, you've experienced the hardest part now, and yet uh, it is normal what you just said. Uh, I was struck by what you said. You talked about having tra- this trauma, and you said, "I've had difficulty getting close to people." That is not unusual because you experienced it at a very young, young age. Well, tell me, when, when did? How old were you when this trauma was going on? I don't,
4: what I ages? Don't, I don't know. I don't even know when it began. I mean, I'm sure it, you know I don't think we ever had a relationship, and I think that things could have began you know when I was a little child, and before I could even remember recall things, mm-hmm. I know that there were times when I would cry, not wanting to go home um you know i i i I went to bed for a long time um so there's just there's mm-hmm. a lot of clues that i'm I'm seeing now. Mm -hmm. Um, that point point back to a lot of issues that I just didn't, I wasn't even, you know, I I mean, I didn't become aware of the significance Mm -hmm. of them, I guess. And Mm -hmm. it's all now becoming clear. Uh, But I guess the hardest thing is that to have gone through all of that and, you know, to establish a relationship with God, but yet have... These experiences, and I'm not understanding how um, this could be, you know? Mm-hmm. How could this, how could God allow this
1: for me? Okay, so, yeah, what you're saying is there are, and you've mentioned the term spiritual warfare, um, there are times when we all can be experiencing things that are not of God, meaning they're not initiated by God and as such, uh, you you said this especially took place beginning nine months ago and even though this there was something that did happen like two years ago, uh, I really want us to to talk about what went on with 9 months ago what changes what or what one change was there
5: Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you that he accepts you forgives you and sees you as precious and beloved to him So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes for Yourself or for a Loved One at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over
6: in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1-11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month To keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June. And support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer.
0: You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry, and we thank you. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, just call us at 800 seventeen, and uh, you'll leave a message there, and we'll get in touch as soon as possible to talk uh, to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. We'd love to have that conversation with you and uh, talk about you uh, being uh, on a conversation here with June about something going on in your life. So again, that's 800 seventeen. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics here on the program, and you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the appropriate resources for you. And uh, let me recommend to you the Keys for Living called Verbal and Emotional Abuse, Victory. Over the Power of Abuse, we also have one called Abuse Recovery, From Surviving to Thriving. And again, customer support is available at 800-488-H-O-P-E. That's 800-488-4673. Now let's get back to our conversation with Marie.
1: Well, my friend, when you first were talking with me, you mentioned undergoing spiritual warfare. And you said it's been during the past nine months. So I'm hearing that you're saying it's, it's not just an incident nine months ago, but multiple incidences mm-hmm. ever since. Yeah. Am I correct? Ever since nine months ago, is that right?
4: Almost, almost daily. It was wow. nine months ago, almost daily.
1: Okay. Let me go back to: Did something happen that was uh, unusual? Um, Spiritual warfare, by the way, is this ongoing conflict against, um, I'll say even broader, the human race. um, Spiritual as in there is an enemy of God uh, whose name is Satan. The word Satan literally means adversary. And he has, it's like soldiers, soldiers. But it would be, they're called demons. These are fallen angels um, who chose to go against God. But it's for the purpose of rending, rendering uh, Christians ineffective, uh, keeping uh, as well, keep, keeping non Christians from coming into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And the Bible describes these three. Uh, Theaters of War. Uh, it's called The World, the Flesh, and Satan. The world means not the physical, beautiful world, uh, attractive world. It's it's the world of uh, ideas and uh, a mindset that runs counter to the biblical truth that God wants us to live with. So it's the world... Um, the flesh, which is not the physical flesh, uh, it's, I'm going to do what I want to do. It, there's a rebellion uh, that we could have. Uh, literally, we are are warned against um, fulfilling the desires of the flesh. But uh, the the point is, we need to yield our will to the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's the the world of uh, literally in opposition to the the principles of, of God, uh, the, the world, the flesh, I'm going to do what I want to do, and then there is Satan and his demonic realm. And that is what is going on. By the way, that is laid out in Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3. And... Uh, so therefore, uh, there are times when any one of these three uh, enemies are outlined that that are outlined in the Bible. Um, they they can impact us, but usually there is some initiation, something that uh, has taken place. Can you identify anything that occurred? approximately nine months ago, perhaps earlier.
4: Yeah, I think, like I said, I was drawing nearer to God with a lot of the pain, Um, and He was revealing, like, through other, like, books I would read and people I would listen to, even your ministry, you know, even names of the you know, issues I was having, like the complex mm-hmm. post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress disorder and, mm-hmm. you know, um, family scapegoating and, I mean, things just started to, my eyes, just like scales were falling off and I started to see what I was, what was going on with me, right? I mean, the symptoms and everything, they were lining up and it started yes. to make sense what was, what was, what was my, what was wrong with me, right? Mm, okay. um, and and I was seeking prayer from elders at my church, and um, you know, even with my granddaughter, and um, you know, having them pray over the relationship, my familial relationship, relationship with mm-hmm. my children and my grandchildren, because I didn't want. It seemed I could see I can see that the enemy has tried to corrupt the entire line, right? And I mm-hmm. was trying to guard or to, you know, you know, intercede yes. to get God to intervene in that. You know, mm-hmm. so there was just you know all of that was going on at the time.
1: Okay. And was there help that you did receive from the spiritual leaders at your church or those who uh, prayed for you? Did you see any positive change? Or was it as though there was um, this uh, onslaught, um, even physically, Of in terms of impacting your physical body, so was there help that you did receive, or did that not come?
4: Well, you know, it it didn't. The physical attack, the spiritual attack, didn't happen until after I started to, you know, obtain prayer and guidance, you know, and, and from the Lord and from others. So that's when the spiritual attack came on. Um, And things, of course, got... They always... It's always like a boomerang, right? I mean, I'm always Hmm. going in to make things right with some family. Um, But it seems like there's always some wall that I can't break through. Um, And um, so you know there there might be a time of peace and then it you know it, you know it, it it deteriorates again into right. just blatant you know disrespect and you know all kinds of different things that are, that are just too numerous to mention but you know i was hoping that um you know what god was showing me you know could help to advance a stronger Mm -hmm. bond or unity in those relationships, I
1: guess. Okay. Are you living um, alone, or are there people in your home? No. Okay. No, I live
4: alone.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to mention one thing just at the onset here of this part of our discussion. And this is very important, In 1 John 4, verse 4, 1 John 4, verse 4, the Bible says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, Now I'll explain that, because the one who is in you is greater than the one in the world. The one who is in you would mean the Lord Jesus Christ is greater than the one who is in the world. And when at times we hear the word world and we think of the beautiful world, you know, a a positive world. But this is a reference to that which is not of God that's in the world. My point for you is... There are certain things to claim, to, to spiritually claim, and it's what God wants us to have in our minds, what we are to pray, because there is a spiritual sword of truth, the spiritual sword of truth. In other words, that is a weapon that we have in the battle of spiritual warfare, because when we look at the things that we are told about, uh, specifically as armor—physical armor, physical armor um, spiritual armor—it's it's detailed in Ephesians six. It it's. This is the the language that's used in verse beginning in verse 10 Ephesians 6:10 Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against Satan's schemes his strategies for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but our To stand, meaning you stay standing, you're not knocked down. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Notice the first deals with truth. And this is where we learn, even from Jesus, the truth sets you free. Truth is absolutely key to victory. And there are many who believe in that which is not true. But the first armor is the belt of truth. The second, it says, with the breastplate of righteousness. That means you literally are determined, no matter what, you will. your life will reflect the Lord Jesus Christ in terms of righteousness. right The breastplate of righteousness, that means being right in God's sight. That he literally, you are in right standing, but then there's also right action. And then there are other parts of this armor. Uh, your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And then we'll talk about the shield of faith.
7: No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help give us a call at one 800 seventeen to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at one 800 seventeen. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life.
3: The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I wanna say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash givehope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash givehope.
0: Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Recommending tonight the keys for living called Spiritual Warfare, Strategy for the Battle. And that's available by calling customer support. Just order directly from them at 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. If you'd like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, call 800 seventeen. that's 800-N-I-G-H-T-17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get right back and talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That number again, 800-917 or 800-644-4817. Let's return now to our conversation with Marie.
1: Marie, as I've said, there is spiritual armor that we are told to take on. And uh, these are all defensive uh, pieces of armor. There's only one that is offensive in other words, what I'm saying is, when you look at this list from Ephesians 6, um, th- and it's helpful to have that which is defensive. At times, we are on the defense, but the one that is offensive, meaning um, that you would use to to fight, if you will, is the sword of the spirit which is the Word of God. It qualifies what the sword of the Spirit is. It is the Word of God. And therefore, at times, what you will want to do is to know that there are certain type of, of um, praying uh, with, and I'm talking about the sword of the Spirit, where you pray a certain way that, to, that becomes a, also a protection. Um, and I, I could give, give illustrations, but there's something I need to... I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of several things that we need to do. Uh, first, I want to say, has, or I want to ask, has there been an opening into the occult, uh, and there are different ways that this can happen. Um, we have a an inventory I want to say it this way one of one of the enemy's strategies is to engage you in anything that would open the door to ungodly influences, ensnaring you uh, through uh, different Things that could appeal to you at the time, or it could be with someone that you were with in your life, and they opened that door to the enemy's uh, practices. Um, In other words, you can witness certain evil practices that expose you to the evil one that's behind these practices, and therefore, the key to dispelling the darkness is to prayerfully renounce every exposure to evil that that comes to mind in order to remove uh, a possible foothold of Satan in your life. When I say foothold i 'm talking about a stronghold, and the Bible does refer to at times we can have a a stronghold. You put, when you think about um, warfare, uh, there are those who have been in the military and there are those who understand a military stronghold is a secure uh, fortress or, a, a, well, I'll say a fortress. Uh, uh, it's dominated either by friendly forces or by the enemy enemy forces and i'm talking been about if we were to be if you were in the military and you were involved in uh, military training you would learn how to take hold of the territory ways their their strategies well in in uh, a spiritual stronghold is a deeply rooted thought pattern dominated by, it could be, remember I mentioned, the, the worldly thinking, these fleshly habits, or the satanic influences, one of the three, or all three. But um, we, we are told that we live in the world. Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with, are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 and 4. And the reason I'm saying this is if there is a stronghold that came through some action And you may not have realized it. You may not have thought about it. But um, one of the things that we could do is to, I would lead you to think about, and I would ask you specifically, have you been exposed to or been involved in? And I would literally ask the areas of involvement. In other words, um, I... I am taking you very seriously about what you have shared. And I do know there, I know people who I'm thinking about even a pastor who became a missionary. He was actually my cousin and he called me and he said, I cannot believe what is happening. And he wasn't used to any of this. And uh, he was in Brazil and uh, the bed would shake. I mean, it was bizarre to him but there were things that were going on and um, he asked what do you have on the occult and I sent him our material on the occult I said add to add to this if there are other things that we need to have it's our own uh, it's not from another ministry or church but uh, these are are used at times by churches what we have here so I'm telling you this because I wanted to know would you be willing to for us to talk about and and let me go through this inventory to see what you have been exposed to and through prayer we could renounce any past involvement in any of these activities uh, or it, uh, anything that you, you possibly have done uh, or were exposed to. Is that uh, okay with you?
4: I, I, I'll tell you, June, that I, I don't play when it comes to that. I don't, I don't open up horoscopes. I don't. I don't uh, do Ouija boards. I none of that. Um, I have been um, consecrated to Christ. For the last sixteen years of my life mm-hmm. um and and so i i i don't you know I, I I don't the only thing I could think about my daughter had brought me something back from a foreign country um and I thought it was just a little you know just a you know it was like Mary something Mary, and it was a little statue, and I put it on my fireplace. But when this started happening, I, I threw it away, okay. um, wondering if that could be something that was related. So um, that just to show, just shows you how serious I am um, when it comes to things like that. I know it's real, and, yes. I, and no, I would no, that's never great. open up or expose myself to anything.
1: Well, but you said that that's been in the last basically 15 or 16 years, right? That 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 you have
4: yes, yes, totally
1: constant. Okay, well, so what we're talking about is at any time in your life back. And so I would I would go through and 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 okay. you know I, I I would want to know Are you willing for me just to ask you questions about yeah. anything that could have been in you know when you were a child when you were because it sounds like you had a I'm going to be very candid. You had a very mean mother you had uh there was something the matter that was that's not normal to have this kind of uh an influence as a mother who did the things to you that she did and so mm-hmm. the, what the, what we would do it, it, we we will not have time to do it now so we would do it possibly next week or the week after whatever uh fitting your schedule and mine um but we would go through and and uh, we'll talk about the things that might and i when I ask certain questions it may bring a memory that you really have not had in some time you know it's like i I, I hadn't even thought about that for years, so uh, mm-hmm. because i i I know that you are serious I know you're serious mm-hmm. about. Uh, doing what you know to do, and literally uh, 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 spiritual warfare, since you used that term, and that is very clear, it, and we have, in fact, what I'll do, I'll go in and send you our material on spiritual warfare, and then we'll also, I will go over a number of things that deal with the occult, but but we 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 need to do whatever you uh, are willing to do in this area uh, to mm-hmm. renounce anything that could possibly have any control in your life because I know that's not what you want and you are I, I hear this the uh, and and appreciate uh, the degree to which you are yielding your will to the will of the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. The kind of abuse that you incurred uh, that happened to you as a child, that's not your fault. And there's no blame on you for the past trauma uh, of what you described as a child. Um, But what we want to do is see if the Lord will use this in your life to bring about freedom and the freedom is also for you to be able to have a guard so that if something else begins to happen there are certain prayers to pray there are certain things to claim and um, this is all according to the bible to the word of god by the way i do not have a supernatural power That is beyond human uh, understanding. In other words, this is not my power. I don't have any special uh, power beyond what God gives every authentic Christian. And so uh, what we'll do is, in fact, I'm going to ask our praying team, that means you who are listening, uh, would you pray for Marie? Marie pray. um, This is not her real name. We've given her a different name, but you can call her Marie. The Lord knows who she is so that the next time we talk uh, that there can be insight from the Lord and freedom from his spirit.
0: We will send the Keys for Living called Spiritual Warfare Strategy for the Battle. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org donate. And we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.